0: This podcast is brought to you by our partners at Eight Star Energy. Eight Star Energy, a clean energy company leading the future of portable and renewable energy.
1: To find out more, follow them on Facebook at Eight Star Energy.
0: I want attacking purpose from football all the time. Now we're going to backs against the wall. We're going to fight. We're going to fight hard. You've got to show me all the guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. A marvelous.
1: You'll ever see. And puts back in front. I don't know about you guys,
0: like, if I see one guy walking out of here, get the paddle back from people out there, for a good effort, I'll spill up! From inside the Senate square, boys!
1: Hey, Pac, coming to you live from Ilya Grigich Studios, uh, it's Danny Boyd, the uh, the greatest podcast about the even better football club. I'm Danny McGinley. With me is uh, a guy who actually played for the Bulldogs. Fun fact, Tom Boyd.
0: Yeah, once upon a time. Uh, seems like a long time ago now, though. Uh, mate, it's good to uh, good to be here. We're obviously going to wrap up the season today. We uh, we need a much-needed break after doing what must be 25 20 free-to-air podcasts, another 20 Patreon. We've had a bit of a big year. We
1: have, yeah. We've been going since January and uh,
0: we, we did have
1: delusions of grandeur. We were talking, we're going to keep this going all the way through summer and, and we've, yeah, we've, we've realised there's, there's not much to talk about. I mean, we could go the cane Corns angle
0: and make up stories. Or, yeah, or just, well, we could talk about the umpire betting scandal that oh, they're yeah. going through at the moment, um, which is funny. Maybe that's why they, like, did that get released now because there is such a sort of dark days of summer? I love this. I vibe, love this, yes. you know what I mean? They, but they would have sat on it for ages. Mate, FIFA World Cup starts Monday.
1: That's uh, I know Eddie Maguire was always, you know, soccer is the natural enemy of Aussie rules in due, in terms of column inches yep. and stuff. So yeah, I reckon that that could be it. And I love that. It, it, so what seems to have happened? Let's let's do talk about that. I've I've just you know, what it seems to be. He, he knew that he gave um, Paddy Cripps three votes, and he linked that to a betting scandal, which is a shame because you what us footy fans want is just admissions of guilt that they have always paid free kicks against the Bulldogs (laughs) and there's been an absolute conspiracy to stop us from winning grand finals my whole life
0: yeah I mean I I I must admit I haven't read past the headlines I've seen a bunch of it come sort of across my Instagram and and social media pages but I I just figure they'll release – like when they actually have information to talk through. Exactly. They'll talk about it then and then I'll read it then rather than, you know, diving into speculation. But Yeah,
1: this, we should apologise to our listeners because this is what makes us uh, not a great footy
0: podcast because we do know when we're being lied to and we don't read beyond that. Yeah, exactly. And also, I feel like – wasn't the whole thing with the umpires, they made a massive song and dance about – um, having the Armour Guard thing and then the locked up votes and all that sort of stuff. That was the whole thing, wasn't it? It's like after you know you pass on your envelope, no one gets to read it. That's right. But somehow they often end up being able to count out the like most important votes last, which <laughs> you know, maybe they're strategically doing it on the night, but it seems unlikely. Well, you want to put on a show. Of course,
1: yep. uh, They've all been close the last few years, yeah. Yeah, it
0: has, yeah. I'm sure there was been a couple of, I mean, the Swanee ones, I think he had a couple of blowouts potentially when he was- um, Yeah, but that even that, that's over a decade I, ago. I also, I don't know how many times recently I've stayed up till the end of the Brown Loaf. To me, it is like one of the most boring, yeah. like, viewing experiences. Yes. Whilst obviously being the most heralded award, and I'm a you know, massive fan of people who win them, mm-hmm. but- yeah, it's just not a very good viewing experience from home
1: No, I remember loving it when I was a kid And my son loves it now Because mm. there's stats and there's yeah, recaps yeah. and everything But
0: yeah Predictions as a, and-
1: Yep, and as a grown up it's uh, not really that uh, interesting However, uh, look, if Channel 7 is It is revealed that Channel 7
0: have been stacking the votes So it is close towards the end I say mm-hmm. kudos Put on a show, yeah. Well, exactly, and I I think that's part of the whole fanfare of the event is that you have all of the sort of glitz and glam to start, but at the end you want to see like almost like a a tight horse race to finish. Yeah, definitely. It's like the grand final. No one, no one wanted Geelong to win by that much. No, and you know, there's something very, very important about big events like the grand final, where when it is a blowout, it is like distasteful. (laughs) <laughs> almost like, yeah. Like I, w- I would, you know, I would marvel at the achievements of Geelong if they won by twenty points. But I almost feel like you know their win is not as important as it could have been, which yeah. doesn't make any sense.
1: Well, no, I, I think if you win a, I think twenty points is a good. If you win a grand final by twenty points, you should actually get two premierships. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And but, twenty-two points or
0: whatever, specifically, you get three. Yeah, you get three. Yeah. That's then you're just just awarded. to make up for the lost ones of the past. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it does feel like this was sort of dropped into the, the midst of the, uh, the uh, summer, almost summer ocean of lack of news um, yeah. to try and get some uh, some relevancy back. But yeah, I just
1: no, I'm, I'm, I'm dwelling now on this. Uh, if you put it, if I'm thinking more for the runners up, if you put up a good fight in the grand mm. final, you should get something more. Maybe, uh, I mean, what could we, what could we, So talk about Collingwood in yeah. 2018. What a one of the best losing grand final performances you'll ever see. We were entertained until the final seconds. West Coast obviously win the premiership. What do Collingwood get that mm. Sydney don't get this year? Do they get a
0: an extra home game? Uh do they get Well, I'd like to say, you know, looking into a crystal ball that the the massive grand final defeats uh, automatically lead to, like, failing seasons the next year. That's a I'm good point. But I'm pretty sure Collingwood had <laughs> got a few challenges in the years to come post that yeah. that grand final. All right. No, okay, so that's what you get. You get uh, to not be thumped, not yeah, be psychologically Yeah, you damaged. get to make the finals next year. Yeah. You're excluded otherwise. <laughs> um, I actually think that this um, th- this whole uh, saga or initial sort of foray into what will be a saga in terms of the uh, betting scandal, Yep. Um, it, it's – it's an interesting conversation because, as as players, we obviously have like things in place to not allow us to touch our phones, and there's obviously fines that have been handed out to players in the what past. What do you
1: do with it? Do you, do you, do you all put them in a like a, basically box? a lock box? Yeah, yeah all right, safe. Cool.
0: So um, there's one like you know there's there's certain members of the the staff that are allowed to have their phones, which is you know – Footy ops people and the welfare staff and all media that sort manager, of stuff because someone has to communicate with a the media or you know family and friends or if there's been injuries or you know they just yeah. need to communicate generally speaking with the other staff at the ground. Um, but so they're put away and there's been quite heavy handed fines handed out not to people who have necessarily rigged anything but have leaked information they shouldn't have or they've been involved in some sort of you know not quite uh, proper. Passing of information or betting that you know perhaps they bet on a different game or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. that they, they're quite heavy handed towards players. And the other thing is, if you think about football or Aussie rules as a sport, it's quite a. There's a lot of variables involved. It's hard for one player to like just throw a game compared, yeah, oh, yeah, compared yeah, yeah. and there's no spot betting per se like other than like first goal compared to cricket yeah where a cricket bowl, like, or can... basketball or oh, yeah. NFL or baseball like name almost any other sport like our the chaotic nature of AFL football is actually what probably what pr- protects it from the gambling sharks to a degree yeah that's a good point whereas I'd take horse racing as the ultimate sort of foray into uh into a less than ideal situations with gambling I'm um, talk, just talking soccer I think only the goalkeeper could really <laughs> Truly influence a game. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, and I'm sure there's been examples of that in the past. And I, I feel that's that's a good point, actually, because when you see goalkeepers make really bad mistakes, there's always the question about did he do it on purpose yeah, or did yeah. they do it on purpose, which is not a good thing to be asked of you. And the, the soccer fraternity is not, like, particularly nice to people. No, they're not. But also,
1: like, you know, FIFA doesn't need any help being any more corrupt. Do you know, this year's World Cup, um, the VAR, Video Assistant Referee, will not show footage of the game. Instead, they'll have animations. Really? Just so they can edit it and make it look however you want. Wow. And this was going Wasn't to... Wasn't there
0: something released recently that the ex-CEO of FIFA just got done? Yes. Yeah, last- Se- well, Sepp Blatter was the guy who gave the World Cup to Qatar. Right. And now he's just come out and said, yeah, that was probably a mistake. <laughs> Anyway, the the reason why I think um, it's it's most interesting with the fact that it's an umpire involved is that there's only a couple of people in the league that can really influence a game, in my opinion. Yes. It would be a coach, which who, you know, like think back to the... Um, tank, tank, tank. Th- no, tank. but think back to even like take the tanking bit out of it because that's just really hard to deal with. But say the Ross Lion rests 10 plays before the finals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like if Ross had said, hey, Danny... Because he'd call you, he does, yep. and he'd say, "Yeah, well, we may or may not be resting half of our team today. Good chance we'll lose." Interesting. Interesting. That would be a way that they could do it, but you know, yeah. given the fact that it is such an anomaly, I would guarantee there'd be a thousand eyes on that game to make sure there was nothing sort of yeah. beyond um, the uh, the realms of uh, distinct accuracy. I'm mostly disappointed
1: Ross is resting ten players and still not asking me to play. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. if you want to lose a
0: game, Ross. I'm your man. Exactly. <laughs> Let me live out my dream of playing footy. But the other one, of course, is the umpires. Like, the umpires are probably most well positioned yep. to, you know, push games one way or the other. Now, I'm not at all questioning any of the umpires to say that they're doing this, but they're probably the two that two personalities that you could actually target, which is an interesting, given that there's umpires come out and told <laughs> something about the Brownlow rather than the game. So, anyway, they're, uh, they're always under the pump, the umpires. One they way are. Or but let's
1: uh, let's. Do you know what I want to do? Just as a quick interview, uh, I want to find some villains in Western Bulldogs history, and one would be the goal umpire of the '97 prelim, who gave Libba's goal as a point, and just get his side of the story mm. and find out how much he was paid off we, to not allow
0: that goal. We might have to like do it in a uh, bulletproof bunker <laughs> somewhere that's very safe and undisclosed. Yeah, we're gonna we, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have to go to camp. David. <laughs> With the full, uh, the full uh, patriotic team of, uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, what's the... so oh, the Secret Service. The thing? Secret Service would have to be... Well, but it needs to be neutral. It's like the Swiss Guard. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it at the Vatican. <laughs> we'll do it at the, the Geneva. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, I think it would be... I mean, I don't know, I don't know how much defence these people... Like, what are they going to say? Like, it's on tape and... Yeah, right? Well, as in the... Um, no, not the betting scandal's on tape. The, the Liberpoint goal. The point goal. He's on tape and, you know, he could um, he could say anything he wants under the sun and Bulldogs supporters will be like, nah, still robbed. Yeah, but it'd still be good content. <laughs> yeah, so it would I'm be, be good I'm thinking of con- a pro- podcast producer now. Imagine you put it to the Bulldogs fans and you go, what would you like to ask them? Oh, yeah. There would be a lot of statements, if I had to guess. Yeah, not many questions, (laughs) except for, where do you live? (laughs) Yeah, and if we filtered it by expletives, there would be about three that got through, and they'd be like the the really nice people who use fudge instead. (laughs) All right, let's start
1: reviewing the final bit of 2022 men's season, starting with uh, one of
0: my favourite games of the year where we uh, we defeated the Hawthorne Football Club. Yes, always a good uh, good experience beating them. Um, so we're just going to watch the uh, condensed highlights packages for the last few wins of the year, which you can just find on AFL.com, or we'll chuck in the show notes. Absolutely,
1: AFL.com.au, match highlights. You can follow along at home. And if you're not uh, watching along at home, we'll
0: try and uh, at least keep you updated on what's happening. Yep.
1: If we start talking about something else, it's because the game got boring.
0: Yeah. And also, I just need to put one proviso in here because I may or may not have made a statement that is relatively incorrect last week or the week before when we had our previous free Frida episode where I did make mention that perhaps Aaron Norton didn't have the year that I was hoping him to have. Now, Danny made a good point when I brought this up before the show and said that that's only based on how good Aaron is. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, 50 wo- 51 goal seasons being a disappointing result is. Just reflective of just how good a player he Absolutely. is, and the potential that he has.
1: Yeah, and uh, and we love you, Aaron. There's no no negativity here. We think you're a gun player, but go. You know, we yeah. we
0: know you can go you can be even better. Yeah. And we're like, excited. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the fact that Aaron is not the, you know, all-Australian full forward to me is just, you know, it's been poor circumstances. He's had a sore knee or he's we been, haven't been a, a, a side that's given him enough opportunities or injury to teammates. So, yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully next year is the year that he really just... Tears the place apart Wins a Coleman and, and a Brownlow And a Premiership And, um, and a yeah, ca- Captain of the All Australian squad no, no, at- I, I never get excited About the All Australian squad Just Yeah It's
1: something it's, And now that they're Wearing the blazers it's, It looks very like Eton It's a bit well, it, it is a bit Private school It's yeah. very private school Unless See what they should do Is get the All Australian team To play against someone Play one match As a team Yeah Against like Highly intelligent
0: robots Yes or we could just get the players to have a vote as well. Oh, do you? Know, go, oh, yeah, of course. Because it's all media personalities do the All-Australian. I think that they're always captors of the narratives that they have to push out every week. Like, you know, if they're focusing on who's going to win the next Brownlow or, you know, who's the best player for this team or perhaps someone who's having a really strong year like Aaron and I'm going, oh, it hasn't been quite good. But then you look at the stats and you're like, actually, he's right up there and he's influencing games and an I think realistically if they, if they want it to be – as close to accurate as possible. You give some weighted vote to the playing yep. fraternity. Not to say that the media don't have a vote as well because I think they have a different perspective. You make the teams not vote for their own teammates. Yeah, you do it like Eurovision. Yeah, which we do we do for the AFL MVP or AFLPA MVP. We yep. vote on that. But it's just to get the point where, you know, I think there are players who do miss out because perhaps they're not in a big enough market or they're not popular enough yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. and. That's a mistake because you know it's it's life changing for a lot of these people. You get an all Australian banner next to your name, and you are forever holding more credibility, whether you're in the sport or or not. Yeah, you'll get more media chances and uh, yeah. things like that. Yeah.
1: Well, and yeah, you probably shouldn't let fans vote because uh, it would have been quite awkward for Toby McLean to be named at centre half forward, oh, considering yeah. he only played one game. Games. Yeah, one game, that's it. <laughs> but I still, I still stand by it. I yeah, think he yeah. was the best centre half forward.
0: This, not even his position. <laughs> no, no, exactly right. And that's that's the other thing. I mean, the the media are definitely they do favour fanfare, but. Fans' favour fanfare by we definition. We so, do. Um, all right, we're going to get into this, um, and we're going to try and watch the last few games, and then wrap up the year after what has been a wonderful year with all of the Danny Boyd supporters. Yeah, great year for us. Uh, the, the club itself, uh, you know, ups and downs.
1: Not as good as twenty twenty one. Let's be brutally honest. Yeah, uh, the women kept us proud, uh,
0: but most uh, focus on you. You're great, you listeners. Yeah,
1: we have over a thousand followers on Facebook. Yeah, we're champions.
0: Yeah, and this season looks slightly better than Oval does right now. <laughs> yeah, it's very depressing oh, for was, the old school I fans. I drove past it yesterday, and it's just it had just been raining all morning, all night. And I tell you what, it doesn't look like they could play any sport on that in the next fifteen years. No, it's a real metaphor for uh, our off season. Yeah. And, <laughs> And it's almost like the um, because they've still got the administration area, it looks so sad yes. standing by itself. Yeah, it it,
1: it, it could be Ukraine.
0: <laughs> yeah. And and um and I was talking to the team yesterday and they were like, So, you know, all of the stuff got nowhere to eat anymore, like they have to go out because the cafe's oh, got the cafe's the, closed the cafe's oh. got the gym in it. Oh really? The gym is in the cafe for the next like eighteen months.
1: God, that's so cruel. So so Bont's there, you know, running a marathon on a treadmill, but he can still
0: have the sm- the faint smell of chips. Yeah, no. So so Bont's going to be in there lifting one hundred and eighty kilos on the squat machine, and then he's going to go to Braybrook to run a marathon. Oh man, because that's where they're training over the right, offseason. Right. Okay. So oh, so it's just the weights gym. Yep, just the weights gym. There's oh, nothing man. else there. Like you couldn't. Like, if, if Bont ran a kilometre on that ground, he'd probably have, like, torn hip flexors and calves. <laughs> it's it's just pure clay. Like, there's nothing left. Oh, so. man. All right, anyway, anyway, we're playing Hawthorne. Here we go. We're starting it all off now. <clears throat>
1: as I recall, we start this game very badly. I think Hawthorne get the first four goals, which just makes the win even
0: sweeter. Unfortunately, Hawthorne, as much as they struggled in the last, what, two years, they still have this, like, faint aroma of the history they have as a
1: club. Oh, yeah. yeah we're all still... We've got PTSD of them just dominating for so many years because their fans are so smug. Great (laughs) mark by them. Sam Mitchell was the smuggest of all of their uh, of those players at that time. Man, 2016 was like because we beat the Giants the week after, and that was you know the best game of the decade. And then we finally break the um, the premiership drought. We don't talk about the semi final enough. No. Because it was so, we, we it just gets swept under the road. We stopped Forthorn. Yep. The whole team, the whole world was on our side. Anyway, Hawks are up twenty points to two at this point. We're halfway and, through uh, the first quarter. We've
0: had people take screamers on us. Their full forward uh, has kicked two. I think. Yeah, uh,
1: great pack mark. Anyway, McRae's picked it up. He's kicked it in forward. This will be our first goal. A dropped mark. Oh, Bailey Williams just got. Oh, JJ just picks it up. Bit of speed, snapshot, fantastic. He's still fast,
0: isn't he? Yeah,
1: he's he can run. No one between he and the ball. He's not. He's not JJ of sixteen, but he's still fast. Yeah, I watched this game with our mate uh, Rob Mills. Uh, oh, right, Big Hawks fan. That's right. And, uh, he was. What games was- did we watch together? We, so um, this is going back to the birth of the podcast You, me, Milzy, and my mate Shane Were at the Cricketer's Arms In uh, Richmond on Punt Road And we watched the Bulldogs beat the Swans That's In right. 2020 yep. And he just came for the, the couple of pints of beer That we had yeah, just a couple. Oh, yeah. Oh, but do you remember there was no one else in the pub? Yeah. And we ordered food and like because they clearly thought there were going to be more people. Do you yep. remember we got, like, Palmer's yeah. and the mountain of chips that each <laughs> of us got? We got, like, a small potato farm. They were
0: extraordinarily generous for us.
1: They were good people. And do you remember the other th- part of that night? Now, people often get the cricketers' arms mixed up with the Royal up the road, which no, is no, an no, adult not the Royal. establishment. No. no, we were at the cricketers, but then someone walked in asking uh, why the – Lady behind the bar was wearing clothes. Oh, you, are we, are I don't ma- actually remember that. Oh man, and we were just having a chat afterwards. Going, do you imagine the confidence to just walk into a room and ask why someone's wearing clothes? Yeah, it's a very strange question
0: to ask. <laughs> Presumably they were a bit inebriated, but hope so. There's Aaron Norton taking a brilliant mark in the front row. We we also just missed Riley West's like unbelievable little specky that he did before. And he, and then we were talking about this last week. Like his tenacity is genuinely has to be infectious for his teammates. Yeah, yeah.
1: Now, do you know yeah, oh, what a goal him, by Riley West out of out of thin air? Do you do? Have you known him well? Is he got a? Is he an an affable guy or is he determined and angry?
0: Um, I, I know him. Rel- I mean, I, I knew him for probably twelve months, uh, and no, I, he's a, he's a cheeky kid um, who you know has a good time and is a bit rough around the edges, but. Yeah, great kid, great uh, kid. See, I, I kind and, of, and honestly, as I said, I've said previously, very surprised at how well he's gone. Like, and that's credit to him because it's very easy to look at Riley and be like, "How are you going to be a player when you're yeah. playing against the likes of Bont, who is you know almost a foot taller than him, and you know has got the long left foot, and and Riley's kicking, as I've said previously, was was a bit of a um, a, a struggle early days. And he's just turned it out by sheer will, by the seams of it. And this is depressing. Dunkley's is that, just kicked uh, an amazing goal. Brisbane player. Ah,
1: uh, he's uh,
0: imagine. Uh, look, obviously we're sad Dunkley's score. Can you imagine how good he's going to look after some Brisbane son? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's would uh, be real, real depressing. The melanin is going to
1: make him look even more handsome. Anyway, JJ's got another goal. This is, yeah, this is great. This JJ's having a real great game, Riley West. I love when the players that are unheralded
0: these days just really step up. How many games did JJ play this year? Because I, I, I struggle remembering exactly with him because he definitely had some ins and outs and I can't remember if that was last year or this year. Um, yeah. He obviously has been moved around a little bit and now obviously finds himself more uh, consistently on the wing and at half forward. He comes in uh, usually the second half of the year. He spends the first half in the VFL. Yeah, popping in and out. And I think he in. had some injuries. of co- like He's had a few soft issues over
1: the Riley years. Riley, we're straight to Josh Shackey. Another sad one. God, I didn't, I didn't, we should put trigger warnings at the start of this episode. Anyway, it's four minutes to go in the third quarter. Aaron with Aaron, the follow. Aaron, great tackle. Riley West kicks in from 50 straight down yeah, oh, that no, was over a the bit top of bit That was a bit of a Riley kick. But there's
0: McComb. <laughs> and there's actually public public pest number one getting, uh, getting wrestled. Not, not, <laughs> I don't know if Sam Mitchell was ever quite as lippy. i would taken the headband off.
1: Look at this. No, he Sam Mitchell definitely was an, this, Lippy. He is an Adonis. <laughs> How good did you play in that game at the MCG against the Hawks where we come back from six goals down at the start of the fourth quarter? Like it's like round two, 2019. Uh, we end up losing. No, no, we win. Um, we get uh, a, few, a couple, and Sicily gets 250 metres against him.
0: I don't. What year was it?
1: 2019, I think.
0: No, I didn't play any games in nineteen. Ah,
1: well then. I don't we, had, that we had
0: a uh, we did have a big comeback game against them uh, in 2015 maybe 16's so right at the start of the year oh yeah where Bob does his knee yeah, and, yeah 16. Um, and, and we, we, we hit the front yep uh, I keep my first goal of the game snapping it from the the, oh, the boundary line how good um, out of the ruck. and then I think Burgoyne comes up and just <laughs> takes the game away from us whilst I was on the bench and Bob does his knee it was uh, that was right at the start too wasn't it round three. That's
1: in of the game. Oh, no, the ga- no, Bob does his knee in the dying in, seconds. In,
0: oh, is it, it's right at the end. Yeah. That's right.
1: As I think Sicily, Like, literally,
0: we get the game pinched from us. Yeah, and our captain. And our – that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the worst. Because I've, I've seen the highlight so much, but it's never in the context of the game. It's always just like Bob's – it's yeah. so horrible that he did his knee.
1: I, t- I had some international comedians with me at that because Melbourne Comedy Festival was on, and they had to leave early to go do a, their shows – and Bulldogs were ahead. Yeah. And then uh, they saw me afterwards and go, hey, hey, did we win, pal? Did we win? Oh, God. No, it was so much worse than you could possibly yeah, imagine. Yeah, yeah.
0: This is like the worst possible situation that has Little ever Little did occurred. we know. Little did we know.
1: Anyway, uh, the do- so it was eight minutes to go in this oh. final quarter. <laughs> oh, who,
0: who was that? That was Hayden Crozier. And I don't think Hayden, I don't think Hayden played many games after that. <laughs> He had a um, – it was a bit, a bit sad seeing H sort of fall out of the side. He had such a good couple of years for us. And he was, uh, don't forget, the first player to kick a goal at the Shane
1: Warne stand-in at the MCG. True. There's Libba with a goal from outside 50. What a year
0: he had. Oh, and, again, like, so he's good. one of the uh, – he's probably case in point in terms of the All-Australian side of things. Like, yeah, other teams would give him a good run at perhaps yeah, being, right. being very oh, close at least. Oh, I thought that was going in. Anyway, oh, great, Mark Norton. Brilliant. Don't Can you love when players like appeal for touched? Like everyone knows, touched in a marking contest means nothing unless you basically like change the direction of the ball. Actually, given my theatre background here, Bordy, I wanted to know when
1: uh, a coach is going to start when you put the when you start smothering a ball in the forward fifty in your defensive fifty. Mm. Do a bit of spirit fingers just <laughs> so it looks like they've been touched because they yeah. look at the fingers
0: moving. It's all well and good until you break them and then. Uh, you can do, you can do jazz hands. <laughs> you need them um, hard so that when the ball hits it it's uh you only semi dislocate them.
1: Anyway, great win to the Dogs over the Hawks. Always an absolute thrill
0: to beat those Eastern Suburbs. Wow. Well, rivals. Let's well, keep it nice. Well, they're going to be extreme Eastern uh, Suburbs rivals. Oh, yeah, cuz they're going out to to Dingley. Dingley. Anyway, um, then we played Sydney and we won't talk about that game. I was, Let, I was listening to a Hawks supporter or someone from the Hawks recently try and explain to me how good it's going to be when they're out there, and um, I was like, "But you know, all of your like players that you've you know had over the years live in South Yarra, yeah, and that's an hour away, yeah, and they're like, but the facilities, world class." I was like. Not the cafes or, like, like, the, like for the, the guys who, you know, the, all, it's going to be interesting for them to try and get big names to the club because it, it is a consideration for players about where they actually get to live, right? Like, if you're in Victoria, it's like, yeah, you could be at any team in Victoria, but if you're living at, you know, if you're going to Windy Hill or you're going to Arden Street, well, you know, one, you're travelling out to the older part of town in Essendon. Their facilities are great, but it's a bit of a hike for a lot of people, particularly if you live on the east side of Melbourne. Yeah. Go to Arden Street and... Whoa, there's a few reasons why you don't want to go there. So it's just like, yeah. It's you just need a comics lounge. That's nice. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's an interesting thing that they've done because the Monash is such a horrible road to drive on.
1: Yeah. Well, and don't forget driving to Wick Noble's, what Jordan Ruffhead said was the reason he left. Cause yeah. Because he was getting depressed on the Boltie at yeah. oh, the West Gate, that's all right. I wanted to tell
0: them to take the bolty. Yeah, um, yeah, that's why. Um, and, um, <laughs> and and yes, are, are we sa- are we saying that uh, that uh, AFL players are precious? Yes, yes, we are. Oh, totally. We are saying they're precious um, in some ways. And you know, if they're precious, that the, the drive to to, uh, to Dingley or wherever their new facilities are is enough to really irk them. When, Especially, weren't the band jet from Dingley? I don't know. So it's a I great band, though. Great, ba- but you'd have to be a big jet fan for that to get you over the line. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, perfect example. Seafood, right? Like their seafood facility for St Kilda was state of the art, brand new, but no one wanted to drive it that <laughs> far out there, and it's ages away. And you I know? guess the demons. And do they play? Do they do it? What do they do at Casey? I know the women play. Oh there. yeah, God, I wouldn't like. Yeah, that's a reason I wouldn't go. To the drive to Casey, playing VFL for the dogs is probably the, my biggest nightmare. Oh, it's the worst. It is so far. And for probably three of the years I was at the Bulldogs, there was roadworks for the last 15 kilometres and it was 40 k's an hour. So it was like an hour and 30-minute trip. Every week they'd be going out there. So, yeah, it, it's all part of the consideration. That's why, you know, the Collingwoods and the Richmonds of the world have it so good. And, like, I think – the Bulldogs have it so good because we're only 10 minutes from the city. Yeah. And, and it's becoming a bit trendier and cooler around there. Yeah. Oh, but there's so many good cafes and food. Oh, yeah. And like the Vietnamese food on Barclay Street is second to none, yeah. like anywhere it seems like. So the
1: Ethiopian stuff's getting. getting yeah. You know. and,
0: and I said to, uh, I, I was catching up with the guys from the um, Community Foundation yesterday. Like, the, one of the amazing things we have as um, Bulldog supporters and members and people who work for the club or the foundation is that. There's no club in the land that is as closely tied geographically to a part of Melbourne. Yeah. Like there's no one. Like we could go to Footscray North Primary School and there'd be 30 Bulldog supporters and we go to like, you know, um, Coburg and there'll be two. Yeah, that's right. Like that's the difference. It's just the area yeah. there. And yet we changed our name. Yeah, true. Yeah, Disgraceful. Anyway. Anyway, we're about to back to we us beating the Saints, um, which is always good because they've had some some wins against us that have been particularly distasteful. Completely agree. Mitch Wallace, uh, Jack Redpath game. Yes, um, uh, the, the Clay U- Smith game.
1: Clay Smith game. I mean the 09 prelim, the 010 prelim. Yep, you name it. Yeah. Let's uh let's get into it. But this was. I watched this with. Um, do you know Francis Leach, the broadcaster? Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure I've heard of him. SCN, star, he's a massive Saints fan. I used to do a podcast with him, and, uh, and I said, "Mate, I've got a, I've got a spare ticket. Do you want to come along?" And he's like, "Not really." Yeah, but then he came along anyway because he's a good bloke, and he. I've, Brucey's. Bruce, Josh Bruce, what are yeah, you talking Yeah,
0: Brucey's about? playing first game back.
1: I'm not sure. I'm just going to tell you that uh, I've never Francis Leach is one of the most upbeat blokes you'll ever meet. But he was so So depressed in this game. (laughs) I've never seen someone like he wasn't turning on his team, yelling at him, just turning on him, just going like, just pointing out all the players not running, not trying, kicking it over their heads just like that. Bonds taking it. I remember this over the top. No, he leaves it, leaves it because the defenders aren't running towards it.
0: Bailey Dale. What, yeah. a what a great What a transformation he's had. I'm sure I've said that before. I mean you too. I mean you talk about All Australian giving you
1: yeah. another boost. I mean, he was a surprise at All Australian last year, not to us. Yeah. But now
0: people are starting to respect him outside of it. Yeah, and that's because he's so unassuming and to be honest, you know, hadn't you know, set the world on fire previously. Is, is, now it, is, the, is our the, new Fletcher Roberts? No, no, no. No. Is he, he but he's unassuming and and light, affable? I would say he's more like um, I don't know who. he's. probably it's like almost like Maddie Boyd in oh, when he, in Maddie Boyd in in sixteen when Maddie went back and then dominated all Australian. Everyone was like, "Oh, Maddie's good, Matty's good." I'm talking personality wise. Ah, oh, personality wise, perhaps. He's not, he's
1: not angry enough to be Maddie Boyd. No, no, definitely. Buku Kamus, what a great mark. So we're about uh, – uh, it's just about a quarter into the second quarter. 16-minute mark of the second quarter. It's just quite a
0: short one, this one. It's only six minutes, so obviously it was a really riveting game. Yep. Saints are still goalless. Buku Karmis just takes another intercept mark. Yeah, he's come along so far too. Like, I got to be honest, when Buku first got to the club, it looked like it was going to be a long journey for him to become a sort of, and it was basically just he'd never tra- like he. I don't think he'd ever trained at the level that he needed to. Like, yeah, he didn't okay. understand, um, you know. And this, is, this is this happens all the time with players who come into the league. Who, is that they just don't understand how hard it is to yeah. train, and for most part. What that means is that they need to get fit enough first. Like they just have to run laps just yep. to get fit enough so that they can deal with the stresses of the game. I mean, and so, speak of that, it, uh, we just saw Jamara take yeah, a good mark. Yeah, similar I mean, to he, Jamara. <clears throat> he's, li- he's really lifted. Yeah Hannon. And, a- and look, to be honest, it wasn't dissimilar to me. Like in terms of just needing aerobic capacity. I've read your book, mate. You trained enough. <sighs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure this must have been Bruce's first game back. I have a feeling it was. Sounds I'm,
1: about right against his old
0: club. They do seem just, they just seem a bit defeated, the uh, the Saints in this game, don't they? Well, okay, so I wonder,
1: was this, this was just after Brett Ratton had signed his extension? Yeah, it would have been. And so, and then, yeah, for them to put in these efforts, I guess everyone was getting a bit
0: comfortable. Yep. Yeah, good chance. Paddy Ryder, what a wonderful career he had. Broke my finger, but, you know, that's all right. Still a pretty good bloke. Does uh, do you
1: reckon Ross Lionel be a good move for the Saints?
0: Oh, I I have uh, yeah I know a lot of people who are there with him yeah um, and I'm, I'm I'm interested to see the impact he has with the younger players mainly because they have they need to get more out of basically oh, Bont to third Jamara of their list right
1: Bont to Jamara Jamara just slots doesn't it. he just kick the ball so high Jamara yes. and so
0: straight yeah he's very he big. doesn't swing much. Oh, I can't wait till we do the D's game. That's coming up. He 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 must have very very good connection with the ball. I don't know how that wasn't holding the ball. By the way, <laughs> that may have been the biggest. He did take the- him on, took him on, got stripped, got tackled. Then he suddenly handballs to someone, and that's Garcia, is it? Riley Garcia, first goal? No, no, I don't think so. No, he played
1: last year as well. Jason, JJ gives it over the top. No, doesn't. Play. Oh no, it does. Yep, bit slow. And there's Trelaw. That is plain.
0: <laughs> Play on just about to That's a good finish from there. That's Stringer's pocket. Remember we used to kick him from fifty oh, out there. Yeah, fifty and two thousand fifteen. Absolutely bomb some balls from that side of the ground. It was so exciting to watch. And then he, he the next year, it was almost like he just kept <laughs> kept trying from the same spot so they'd go out <laughs> in the full. Even in the
1: grand final, had a few out on the full. He did, yeah. Outs on the full? I guess that would be grammatically correct.
0: Yeah. Anyway, Fools, yeah. I don't know. We can fix our
1: phonetics and grammar <laughs> later. Anyone, who's, any, any pedants who listen to this, let us know. It,
0: it, it, the, I feel like this time of the year and the season, you know, whilst winning was good, it did feel a little like it was battle of the the not quite theirs, like games like this. Yeah. Uh, sure. Maybe you're thinking that. I'm still optimistic. We're gonna have another fairy tale. Oh, optimistic, but I didn't. It didn't feel like we we're about to go on a run.
1: See, I always think we are.
0: Anyway, mostly why, you just... That's why you're the fan.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, I'm just watching this praying no one gets injured. Yeah. It does feel... Uh, definitely at the end of games, that's sort of somewhat of the sentiment. but then against that's St when Kilda. You, that's when you do get
1: injured, when you're not 100 uh, When you're trying not to get injured. Exactly. So here St Kilda are trying a little bit, but I tell you, Francis is gone at this point. I'm sitting
0: alone in the stands. That is... Membry's kick was phenomenal. Is this the Max King point game? Or was that that a different gap? I don't know. Hang on. Max King, what, scored a point? No, he kicked like five points in the last quarter. Oh. Oh. I think that might have been this game. Maybe. (laughs) He had a I felt so bad for him because I was like, I've been there. Yeah. I've, I've been on that. I've been in that space where things are just not going right for you and you're still catching it. But- you almost feel like you don't want to catch it. Because Actually,
1: look—they got more scoring shots than us at this point. It's three minutes to go. Three minutes fifty, and uh, Bonts just taken a great mark. Uh, clearly didn't convert. Oh no, it didn't. No, it wasn't the King game. There we go. Game over. Look, no one's celebrating.
0: Yeah, you and got- this, see what I mean. Like this is a bit of the. You know, we we just we just got there.
1: Yeah, you wouldn't know who won if you didn't have the scoreboard there. You just walked in.
0: Everyone's got their heads down. Right. So I, I so I don't think... So Bruce, he didn't play the week before. So I'm, I'm thinking that was his first game back against his old club. Didn't seem too much in the highlights, but that's no, okay. No, no. And, and look, it'll take him... It, it was probably... Good, to be honest, it was just good that he got a run. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and to get back out there after a knee is, is very important. And if you listen to anyone, doesn't matter what sport, it's it takes 18 months to get uh, everything back up and going. Yes, you can play, um, but you're not going to play at your full capacity. Now, this is probably... Game of the year. The best game that we had in the – definitely in the back half of this This is
1: us versus the Demons. All right, let's not get distracted on this one. Let's actually talk it through because this is brilliant Eight fun. Eight minutes of brilliance. Uh, there was a real feeling of – like,
0: no, I, I wasn't too confident coming in here just because they – they There's seemed absolutely to have nothing wrong, wrong with watching Bont mark the ball in front of Clayton Oliver, is there? No. Absolutely nothing. And absolutely flushed through a goal.
1: Yeah. He's a really funny-looking Clayton Oliver, isn't he? That's <laughs> like Steve Buscemi would play him in a movie.
0: He's so good. Yeah, but, no doubt. But I agree, yeah. He doesn't look much like a footballer. No. But he is. <laughs> oh, Bailey, Bailey Smith's Smith just done
1: a snap, but where's it going to go to? Oh. Brucey? No. Jamara. That's right. Jamara kicks. Is it five? That's his first right there. See, look, we start in strong and you get – this feeling of you just can't relax against the D's. Like we'll always probably, we'll probably be a decade of PTSD of like, doesn't matter how far ahead of the demons we are. We know they can actually, yes, no, that's, and that's what did happen in this game. They've just got their first
0: goal. And I bet you now they get another goal within three seconds. So, yeah. Uh, judging by the, the experience I've had with Bulldog supporters, including you, a decade of PTSD is probably unders. It'd be more like 40 years. Yeah, that's true. We're, and, we're currently, what, 25 years post 97? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still bringing it up. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow. Is that Garcia? Yes, it was. What a goal. On his left. It felt like in this game, yeah, there we go. And then they just get another one straight away. Like we would have to claw and scrape and just fight for every millimeter. And then they would go bang, bang, bang. Yeah, yeah. And it was just,
0: and it, yeah, it was, it was troubling. Is this the, is this the Cody Waitman, Mark on Gorn head game? No, that was last year. Damn it. I, was, I want to see that again. Oh, yeah. It all gets sort of mulled together, doesn't it? Well, we do have a, a decent rivalry. Well, we, and we had a game almost um, – it was really quite similar to this where we beat them in a really good game at the end of last year too. Yeah, right? and that was at the MCG, I believe. Yeah, I, I think so. We had a and weird I'll, thing last year where we,
1: we always – the away team always won. Yeah, yeah, And we played yeah. in Perth and we were both away teams.
0: Well, we, we we were the home team by the sounds of
1: things. Yeah. Sam Wiedemann. Yeah, that's right. Just going into the, la, the quarter time – they
0: get another one to put them two goals up. Where, is, where did Sam go again? He moved. Sam Wiedemann? Carlton? Carlton, I think. No, no, that's his – I don't know. They've got the same last name. Adelaide Crows? That's I can't Murray remember. He's an Eastern boy, Wiedemann.
1: Is he? Look, and, now, and now second quarter, I remember this gets quite depressing. They've just got the first goal. Bailey Smith kicks it in. There's Spray, then Riley West.
0: Great goal. Out of nowhere,
1: Essendon. He's gone to. He's gone to Essendon. All right.
0: Like Riley streaming down the wing, kicking on his left, straight to Timmy. Like you couldn't have told me that that was going to happen two years ago. No, but then you know that. Look, and here's the the, the scary bit: that their
1: highlights start at the centre bounce, and they just do.
0: What they, they did? They absolutely have destroyed us from centre bounces yes. in our losses to them. Yep. And so's he, by the way, Fritch. Absolutely yeah, torched us in that game.
1: Who would be a who would you put on fridge? And I'm just trying to really just crowbar in a gag so we can put, sing the song. Put him on the fridge. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> um, <laughs> if
0: we did chance, I, I remember when I when we were discussing the grand final and why he got so much opportunity. It it, it honestly the issue with him is that he gets a lot of his scores seemingly from centre bounces yeah. because he's so fast and tall and and quick off the mark, um, and he doesn't miss, so that always helps. But. If we get beaten by it like like we have been in a few of the highlights tonight uh, by uh, the D's at the centre bounce, like it's very hard to stop players like him. Yeah, and, and also it doesn't lend itself to the way we like to defend with you know Buku coming off or Ed coming off or Hayden when he's up and going like any of these guys who are like intercepting. If they come out of the front of the stoppage, they're all caught unaware. So now it's uh, coming into five six minutes left in the
1: second quarter, and they're almost five goals up here. We've kicked straight, which is good, but not ideal. Cody Waitman, I love him in long sleeves. He only
0: needs about a third of a second with yeah. the ball, doesn't he? Well, yeah, he'd fit. That, it that is the demons. quintessential small forward trait that he has. Yeah, better than most.
1: We're we getting it. For, oh no! This is their, they're right now in the third quarter.
0: Or Keithy, just trying to. Take someone's head up. <laughs> he, he, he put him waiting. on the fridge. He keeps he, <laughs> he he, he goes, Come on, mate, get up. Get up.
1: <laughs> Here we go. Trelaw's just scrapped through a great snapshot to put us within 14. Halfway through the third quarter. 64
0: 77. I, we're, we're, I wasn't we're optimistic. On, we're on the edge of our seat here going, This could be a forty point loss or a really good win. Yes. <laughs> you uh, you you you're becoming a fan here. That's Trelaw again. Trelaw. No, uh, that's Timmy oh, Timmy, Timmy from outside fifty. God.
1: And now it's only seven points the difference. Does Tim just to tear go. the joint apart next year? That's what I'm excited oh, about. Oh, there's going to be one season where he does that and then inevitably he'll do his next.
0: Naughty, out of the ruck, see you later, Gorn. I know you're 50 centimetres taller than me, but I'm just going to kick a snap in your face. And it's a one-point game, six minutes to go. And
1: now look what happens here. Melbourne will get a goal within three seconds. So bounce, should have been holding the man against uh, Tim English. Petrarca, there we go. And then just...
0: Handball, handball, handball. Goal. Goal. this is, this is that is just the quintessential clip of what we used to be so much better at than we have been the last two seasons. Getting beaten out that? the center bounce. Yeah. We just never used to lose. Yep. So we start the last quarter. Coszy
1: Pickett. Cosy Pickett with an amazing goal. Which puts them uh, two goals up. Two goals up. 13. 13, 13 points. 13
0: go. points is real danger time. The next goal, basically... You're Pivotal. In. And then oh. Oh, you go Hagen takes a great pack mark. He, he, I couldn't have seen him doing that previously either. He's looking so much stronger in the air. Oh, this game he found another gear. Yeah. It was so good. Five straight. And May just used to dominate us, but, you know,
1: that's why we got oh, but he, And then he just kicks it to Bont. Oh, oh but he, they touched. call play on. Gives it to McRae. Slots it. That was huge. God, this is so good. We should we could
0: watch this game at a live show. Yeah. In fact, maybe we'll Unfortunately, will. uh, I think just by ways of the fact that the season didn't pan out exactly as we won, <laughs> it might not feel as important. Well maybe we'll just watch this quarter. Yeah. That could work. We are
1: gonna be doing I'm aiming through, here again. I'm aiming for uh, March next year, pre whenever like Pre-round a couple of weeks one. before the men's season starts. Probably in
0: that in that week uh week between uh, the end of the preseason games and the start of the season. That's a good idea. So just to give it a- once they give the fixture in. Anyway, oh geez, we're talking we're planning things and we talked over Jamara's amazing winning goal. This is the highlight of his year, this yeah. goal, right? Like this is his best highlight. From fifty out on his left.
1: And I gotta criticize Channel Seven here because they've focused on a Demons player looking devastated and it was gone. I actually like gone. Why couldn't it have been Clayton Oliver or Petrarca or yeah. Fritch? <laughs> of all the people. And there we go.
0: What a huge man I was. Oh, I don't think I've been I was never louder than this moment. It's uh it is great to see the uh, the, the young boys in particular get a like a win that's probably as big as they've had, the ones yeah. who haven't played in finals.
1: And then 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 then. We're going to get striked by the podcast community. Anyway, and then we lose to Geelong the next week. Play let's not talk about that. We lose to the Dockers in a very
0: Very frustrating match. And then this is the last game of the year that actually matters, which is the Bulldogs-Giants game, which, you know... It was very frustrating. In the scheme of things, not important. In the scheme of our club's history, always important to beat the Giants.
1: Oh, no. Well, we needed to win to make
0: finals. Yeah, Otherwise, I know, it would have been I, I, I'm this I'm looking at this with a retrospective lens, but it's always important to beat the Giants. How long do these highlights go for? I bet not long, because there's not many. Six and a half, Six and that's and a, a stretch. I think that's maybe the minimum they're allowed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I brought another international comedian to this, Ivan Arista his first Bulldogs men's game. And, uh, yeah, he, he, was, he was almost asking me, uh, like, halfway through. I mean, we, 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 it's 10 minutes gone in the first quarter here, and there's only been two, one, one scoring shot. There's been two shot scoring each. shots, yeah. And he is asking me, just going. So why is there not uh, things
0: happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to explain, I'm them. sure. I'm sure he goes. Um, he goes. You know, you guys complain about soccer being yeah. slow. <laughs> what are you guys
1: talking about? Cody Waitman with a great goal. But yeah, we're talking twelve to six, and there's four minutes to go in this quarter. Who just got that goal? That was Bailey Bale. Dale. Nice, great goal. So at least we've got a bit of breathing room here.
0: But it was what did the Giants end up this year? Third bottom fourth bottom
1: oh, not that bad I don't know I mean you played for them you should you should be across it.
0: I played for them for about 14 minutes <laughs>
1: uh, third bottom third bottom okay so they'll get a
0: west coast and north only won two games for the year weren't they against each other? <laughs> I don't know but- no, north beat Collingwood that was great. But like fifty, so they've got a they've got a. Um, I know we're a bit distracted from this game, but it's not it's not a great it's game. not a game to to really write home about. Yeah,
1: um, Giants are up by a point uh, halfway through the second quarter.
0: When you have a percentage of fifty-five, which is what North do, essentially, and obviously this is not exactly correct mathematically, but essentially for every point you score, <laughs> someone scores two. So that oh, means gosh. you know, if we think about it, it's like the average scores you know. Gets close to 100 points, so it's 90 to 45, yeah. 100 to 50. Like, that's, that's, <laughs> that's your, your, your eight-goal losses every week. Great goal liver right there.
1: Look at that. You're using your accountancy skills.
0: When, when have we been that bad?
1: Uh, 2003 was our worst year of bottom of just uh, rebuilding. 04, Is that Wallace? 04. No, Wallace had just left, so okay. Wallace uh, sort of abandoned oh, the, the sinking ship. Peter Road. Peter Road. And he just one year with Peter. Two, Two years, and then 05 Rocket comes in.
0: Because when did we have
1: wheels before um- Terry? Yeah, so nineteen ninety Terry Willer comes in to replace Mick yep. Moldhouse, then Alan Joyce for a little yep. bit in ninety four, and then yeah Terry Wallace, Peter Road, Rocketeered, Brendan McCartney. Luke Beveridge, Tim English, next, you coach. Roved a ball <laughs> next there. coach of the Bulldogs. Next coach of the Bulldogs, Tim English. That's a good idea. I'm fine with that. Then you you, you could get a game for him finally. Yeah, no, <laughs> get a tall guy in, mate. Yeah, I don't think so. But yeah, so we're in the. Th- oh, we're halfway through the third quarter and it's thirty-two to thirty-five. This really
0: was. This is round twenty-one or whatever it is. Rubbish yeah. football. This is a early
1: kickoff Saturday afternoon.
0: I not even know why. The, get
1: this game over with. Why is the roof closed? Let's, see, let's give them some Give the crowd some vitamin D just to cheer them up. Yeah, or just a bit of shadow to complain about instead of the <laughs> instead of the actual football. Bailey Williams just put us in front. We've had a good clearance out of the uh,
0: Smith from outside yeah. fifty. Absolute money. Bang. Yeah, he's, he's got the celebrations down, Pat, old boy, He does.
1: Well, you know, we, we've it's talked not, about his, you know, how, how much pressure he puts on himself. That's probably the only time he allows himself happiness yeah, is after absolutely. a goal, so he's got to milk it for all Do it's have worth. Do you any
0: practices? I hope so. No, uh, yeah. I've always been envious of players who could do fancy celebrations because that just means they were confident enough that there was something good was going to happen. <laughs> I never got to that stage. I was just always thankful that anything good happened. So there's something
1: organic about your, you know, just two big arms up, being the engorged man brute that you
0: are. Yeah. With Toby was, McLean on your back, that was the um, the spirit of Footscray uh, just <laughs> taking over my soul after <laughs> decades and decades of disappointment. That's what that was. I was having an out of body experience. Yeah, I was we got to look at your above goal. going. Toby, get off my back. We got to look at your goals in the because
1: I don't think you celebrated the other ones too much.
0: Uh, I celebrated the uh, the snap, the snap
1: from the the corner. Yeah, yeah, but not a huge amount. Anyway, GWS catching up too. And two minutes fifty to go in the third quarter. And they are down by eight points. They're going to get another goal here. And just the frustration of the Bulldogs fans too. I mean, is that Jesse Hogan just outmarked three of our players 15 mm. metres out? Ugh, it really? Yeah, we should have just left it on the Melbourne game. Yeah, it's a bit. Of, we're going to have to rev ourselves up just to finish, I think. Yeah, we'll, what we'll do, you know, start cooking something up, Boydie. A bit of a pep talk
0: for the fans about how good 2023 is going I, I be. think we have just the short monologue of this year and what we can hope for next year. Yeah, that's great. Let's go with that. All right.
1: Giants just hit the front with a minute 13. Who kicks the last goal? Can you remember? I remember there's a lot of last points. There's a lot of points in the last quarter. And uh, I remember even my son, who is uh, – I'm pretty sure I've talked about this. Jamara. More mature than me at the footy. Even he was getting frustrated. So, anyway, Jamara's having a shot to put us back in front. At the 10-minute mark, there has been no goals for the first 10 minutes of this last quarter. Mm. Oh, dear. Anyway, Jamara's just put us in front. I think
0: it's a great sign for our future that Jamara does pop up in big moments. Yes. Like, that is something you can't take. And he's getting another goal here.
1: Or maybe it's a point oh, It's another Wow So they're showing points As highlights here Yeah now. <laughs> There's no more goals Oh my Heavens who cut Oh this, my who, days Who cut this clip <laughs> you, you're I don't know the... But
0: pay them double <laughs> to, to sit you're through suffering. that match. <laughs> All right it is, uh, it is time to end the, uh, the podcast for yeah. the last time this year. I, we're I think, not going
1: to bother with the last Hawthorne game that we win.
0: No, this no. I mean, this season has been uh, challenging, to say the least. Yes. We, uh, we've dealt with, uh, from the beginning, inconsistent performances, moments where we thought we were a top four side and we're probably expected to be a top four side going into the year. Moments where we thought we were going to be a bottom six side, bottom eight side at different stages, where we just didn't look like we were going to click and there were some teams who were sort of in the middle of the ladder pushing quite strongly to make us really uncomfortable. We've had off-field issues, we've had on-field issues, we've had coaching tantrums, we've had injuries to significant players, we've had comebacks to significant players and we've also been gifted probably the closest possible finals berth ever. Yes, By a Carlton victory by a loss, sorry, by one point.
1: And then a finals campaign to be matching the heartbreak of any in recent years. Probably only tempered by the fact that, you know, we were lucky to be there. Yeah. So it wasn't as devastating. But really, that's to have another capitulation in Perth.
0: Yeah, I think a finals game that epitomised as closely as possible the highs and lows of the season in terms of coming out of the blocks, getting 10 goals up or 8 goals up, and then getting absolutely comprehensively beaten for the rest of the game and coming home with a towel between our legs. Having said all of that, we have a huge cohort of players who are 21 to 25 or 6 who have proven themselves to be top-tier players in the competition. And whilst we've lost a couple, um, so we've lost a couple of leaders, definitely, yep. uh, and we've lost some some favourite sons and father-sons, Yes, we've also brought in some new blood, which is exciting, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully will give us the, the zip and the zag to actually push uh, a bit further next year. Well, let's start with the season, actually playing a more comprehensively consistent season, I would say, yes. for the fans. You know, heart rate variability, for starters. <laughs> Um, And we've also got one of the most exciting off-the-field projects in the Dogs history where we're actually going to have a facility that is conducive to being AFL level, which has never really happened in the history of the club. Uh, And hopefully, judging from what I saw yesterday – it means that the Bulldogs will be more heavily entrenched in the suburb than they ever have been. There'll be more community stuff going on. There'll be more engagement. There'll be more access. The AFLW will be playing wonderful footy there. Hopefully the men can play some home games there. That'd that would be awesome to launch the that game. That would be awesome. And um, and they also bring back all of the important, famous stalwart signs that were there that the fans were so upset about. Yeah, the John Schultz stand and, and the Gary Sutton Dempsey. And, and, yes. Yeah. But hopefully they make them a bit better than they were. And
1: maybe we could add a few more.
0: That'd be great. That'd be great. We
1: just uh, we should just have the Liberatore stand, and people go, "Which one is it?" And we go, "It's a, it's all of them." It's a it's
0: a family thing. It's a family. Yeah, We're a family club. <laughs> but I, I do have I do have great frustrations and um, highlights from this year, Danny. Uh, I think we've had a good run. We've had some good fun. We've had some crappy podcasts. We've had some good ones. <laughs> what was crappy? <laughs> I'm sure we mailed it in at some stage, especially a couple about. of the online ones we had to do at different stages. Oh, yeah, that's – yeah, okay, fair enough. But um, I'm genuinely optimistic about our chances next year. I certainly think that we should be playing in the in the top half of the draw. We should be in the finals and we should realistically be pushing to try and find a top four berth is what I'd be hoping for.
1: Yeah, yep, I, I, I agree with all that. I think uh, losing some of the leaders will give the opportunity for some young bucks to step up and – I reckon the type of play, type of people that our club uh, is trying to uh, to draft are the sort of people who will stand up. These are uh, there's a lot of talk about character and and culture and all that. So I think this is a real. While sad to lose players, let's look, we, there's nothing we can do about that. So let's look at the opportunity it is for some young guys to step up. Uh, I think uh, one thing that uh, we have, Boydie, is we have a great. We, well, I've got a podcast that I would listen to, yeah. and I have fun doing it. And I think the and I love that the listeners who get involved, and uh, we've got a good opportunity to give a voice to the insider outsider perspective because there's there's no official Bulldogs podcast at the moment, so it's just uh, it's us. There's there's a couple of others which is uh, which is great, and it's a real chance for the fans to have a say in the narrative of what our club is. So let's talk about all the great things that we are.
0: Yeah, I, I agree, mate. And I think perhaps this is a good reason why we should put this segment at the start of the show rather than the end so that people understand that we also do have the Patreon, which we use um, to really connect more intimately with the people who sign up for that because it is difficult when you're talking about like all of the macro things that are going on in the, the football world and the betting and all that stuff that's coming up at the moment. So... Um, I would heavily suggest, uh, if you do want to hear more of this, we'll continue the Patreon through it all Christmas. Yep. Um, and we might have a couple of weeks off, but certainly won't be as extended as this. And there's a good reason for that, because it's either next week or the week after we have the draft – um, yes. So it's important for us to, as you mentioned, to have a chat about some of these kids who are coming into the club because you don't know who's going to be the next Cody Waitman or Caleb Daniel or Bailey Dale or Tim English or Aaron Norton and you know many of the players that have come from further down in the draft, um, like Chris the Grant. first first few I mentioned. Well, yeah. if you find another Chris Grant, we're doing well. <laughs> like the first few I mentioned, who can end up being you know faces of the football club, all Australian players and you know huge huge parts of our club's history. So um, yeah, Danny Boyd on Patreon. Uh, we will be back in the new year. Yes. Um, and thank you all for listening and subscribing and supporting over the last uh, almost 12 months. And we say this from the bottom of our heart, we hope your team wins next year. Today's episode was proudly brought to you by 8 Star Energy, creating energy for the future and power you can count on. Follow them on Facebook, 8star Energy.
1: I gave my childhood to that role Of the red, white and blue sea And the knowledge that you had to loves, The Bulldog Boys and me Twenty years on I feel that longing Hanging in September air But the reason I go every week Is to pretend you're still there they will find the glory one day, and I will throw it at your feet. It's a long, long road they're running for you, the dogs and foot's
0: gray streets.
1: Long, long road they're running for you The dogs and foots gray streets